Hi there, this is Sage Faulkner, and this is the Chama Peak Land Alliance Farm and Ranch Podcast. These are previously aired live recordings from the Farm and Ranch radio show on 96.1 FM KXJR. We appreciate the opportunity to share these recordings with you, and if you have questions, you can always reach me, sage at chamapeak.org. There may be old or outdated announcements throughout the show. Please disregard. Thank you again for making time to listen. Our website is www.chamapeak.org. Thanks to CPLA, KXJR, and the many members and guests who have contributed to this podcast. Thank you so much and have a beautiful day. I have my youngest daughter, Keelan Faulkner, in here in the studio with me this morning. And any of you that know me, you know that I drag my kids along to a lot of the projects that I work on. And, and today was not any different. I had Keelan home with the, some allergies and sinus stuff. And at the last minute, I decided she needed to come in here with me. So good morning, Keelan, and welcome. Good morning. Thank you. Got to get closer. Good morning. Thank you. <laughs> and so Keelan is our youngest daughter. She high school rodeos. She's probably one of my biggest helpers on the ranch. I don't know how anybody who ranches and doesn't have kids, how they get it done. Um, I guess they probably pay for labor. Uh, but Which we could do. That'd be all right. We could do that, but we have kids, so there's no sense in paying for labor when you have children. Um, the show is sponsored by Chama Peak Land Alliance. I'm a program manager there, and a lot of the work, the scope of work in my arena is agriculture, water, um, conservation, a lot of the different things that the Chama Peak Land Alliance does. And um, I'm very happy to be working there. It's, it's an interesting job. I'm learning a lot. It's a nonprofit, and we've got a great board of directors. And those of you who are members um, just really make my, my work meaningful. And if you're not a member, by all means, um, go to our website, chamapeak.org. Membership is, is free for those of you who are interested. And certainly it gives you an opportunity to um, stay abreast of conservation issues, ag issues, water issues, wildlife, uh, you name it, forestry stuff, we're working on it. Um, so this morning, we don't, we don't have a guest. We were going to have, well, we do have a guest. We have Keelan, but we were going to have Commissioner Morales, but he ended up with some pretty important meetings um, that he had to do today. So Keelan got roped into it at the last minute. This is our 43rd show. We have been doing this show for a while now. Um, and I will go ahead and say this, the opinions on the show are not necessarily those of um, Chama Peak Land Alliance or even KXJR Radio. Um, we always try to be fair, we always try to be honest here, and we recognize that agriculture has many different perspectives, and we appreciate all of those perspectives. So this show is about farming and ranching, and Keelan, you and I are going to visit a little bit about conservation. And so for, for those of you listening, um, Keelan and I talked a little bit about, uh, about this on the drive-in, and she wasn't really excited about the topic, but I think it's an important one for kids. So let's visit a little bit about what you think conservation means for kids. Um, I think it's really important for kids, especially nowadays, just to be educated on the topic and to know what it is. 
Um, if agriculture is important to you, then to take care of it and um, do it well so that the next generation can continue doing it and so on and so forth. That's perfect. Um, and certainly you have grown up in a special place getting to be on a farm and ranch, which um, farming and ranching is now done by a little <coughs> under 2% of our entire nation. Um, those are the folks that feed us and clothe us every single day. And so you've grown up in farming and ranching. Let's talk a little bit about some of your maybe early memories about ranching. Well, um, I remember since I was really little, we've always, you know, had cows and worked with cows at least. And um, we used to run cows up on Cromo. And I remember when I was really little, I thought that country was just gorgeous, but it was so brush filled and it was so big. And so learning a lot of lessons up there um, and, you know, being horseback and getting to work cows and being around livestock and whatnot has always been important to me. But I've known that since I was little, and I think the lessons I learned being up there, you know, with my family and, you know, fall gathering and whatnot, I've always, there's always a lesson to be learned. Absolutely, and that's that's really big country, um, and I, was, I will say now as your mom, um, we had a job to do, we had to take care of cows, and I was also had to take care of kids, but it was probably a nerve-wracking time for me because it is such big country. And um, you hear about folks getting lost in the mountains and, you know, things, things happening. I've been bucked off up there um, by myself. And so I was always kind of worried about you kids. But really, uh, you know, Monty got his horse bogged down yep. in a pretty nasty spot one time. And he and his horse got out of it. And um, you learned how to cross the deep ravines pretty quick and you were pretty tiny when you were up there so I think there's a, a little bit of confidence maybe that comes with if you can ride in that country you feel like you can do anything anywhere right yes absolutely well I think you guys did a, a really neat job so we're in the middle of calving um, season at our ranch and so that means um, all of us really eyes on cattle right just trying to kind of keep abreast of everything um, let's talk a little bit about calving what are some lessons or things you think you've learned from calving that motherhood is definitely difficult <laughs> it is not for the faint of heart like kudos to you for sure um, but I think the first time I really started focusing on calving it was really early one morning and I think I was maybe 10 or 11 and I always, I kept telling you all winter, I was like, I wanted to see a cow calve. And so you took me out real, real early one morning. Of course, it was freezing and whatnot. And we had our binoculars and we were walking out in the pasture and we sat and we saw a cow that you knew was going to calve because you know cows real well. And we were watching her. And after a while, you were like, oh, oh, darn. Um, after a while, watching her, realized that, you know, she was having some troubles and you needed to pull that calf. And so you told me to go get the pulling chains. And I remember I walked my little legs all the way to the tack shed, grabbed the biggest chain I could possibly find, which was definitely not the right chain to grab. And I walked it all the way back. And I think you ended up using twine or something that you found, but you got the calf pulled. And of course I was, I was running, but my little legs weren't moving fast enough for you. And I brought the chain and it was the wrong chain to bring, so I, I learned that day that that was the wrong thing to do. Well, 
And so for our listeners out there, Keelan had grabbed a, a pulling chain, something, you know, to pull a stuck tractor or stuck truck out of a, a mud hole, because I do get stuff stuck on the ranch regularly, <laughs> and not the right tool for pulling the for pulling a calf um but she just didn't know and now she does and and she's been a big helper um on years we've had lots of heifers and we've had to pull stuff you've managed to come in and help now and, and you've never gotten the wrong chain since so sometimes those lessons nothing like dragging a chain that probably weighed the same amount you did halfway across the muddy snowy pasture huh oh yeah it was I got my workout in that morning that's for sure you did and I had I had thought that that particular heifer um, would have a pretty easy time of it so I wanted to make sure the first time you really got to watch something calve it it wasn't traumatic <laughs> it it wasn't traumatic she just got a little bit tired and needed some help so we helped her and that's certainly um, something that we do and in, in farming and ranching is is we try and steward the animals that we take care of and the land and in the water and um, so many different things so I'm I'm, I'm glad that um, you've got some good memories and not just bad memories of, of growing up on a ranch. I think there's definitely more good memories than there is bad. Yeah, and, and part of, of life itself is learning how to deal with the bad stuff as well, right? You've got gotta to keep trying, roll with the punches. Absolutely. So you're getting ready for your first high school rodeo. Yes. Are you excited? I could not possibly be more excited. See, so you've learned some good stuff from your farming and ranching background, and you get to put that in the arena. Yes, absolutely. So um, tell us a little bit about your event. Um, I break away rope, and it's like calf roping, but for women. And um, instead of getting off and tying the calf, your rope breaks off your saddle horn, and, you know, it's timed event, so the fastest time wins, of course. But I definitely think when I was younger, like working cows up on the mountain and whatnot, like that horsemanship I've learned at such a young age has definitely helped me in the arena especially. And so um, the horsemanship really means a lot in that event particularly and knowing how to rope and, um, you know, putting a bunch of different aspects or tools together to make it goes smoothly and it it doesn't always i mean everybody misses things go wrong but and stuff happens but i think it's a very i don't know <laughs> well it's certainly um an event where consistency really helps isn't it yes absolutely so so for our listeners tuning in maybe in the middle of the show this is sage faulkner this is the farm and ranch radio show on 96.1 uh, KXJR FM radio here in Chama, New Mexico. And um, the show is sponsored by Chama Peak Land Alliance. And um, we do all the socials. We do um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. So just do a search for Chama Peak Land Alliance and you can find us if you do the socials. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter. Um, we do a, a monthly newsletter. We're getting ready to send out this month's here pretty quick. And um, you can get a few updates and just kind of stay abreast on, on issues in the area that are important to you and certainly reach out to us. Um, one of our spring summer projects that we have coming up is we will do um, a workshop on how to build boxes for barn owls. And I'm really excited about that project. That's gonna be something really neat to do. Um, they're a great way to naturally deal with some rodent issues in your area. Um, so if you're interested in that, send me an email at sage at chamapeak.org. 
Um, Keelan and I started the show off talking a little bit about conservation and kids. And she kind of shared um, some thoughts she had about youth and conservation. And that's a good reminder for me to make sure all our Escalante, Pagosa, and Dulce high school seniors know to apply for the Chama Peak Land Alliance Scholarship. And we've sent that information out um, to the counselors at the high schools, but also um, if you homeschool or, or maybe you just haven't seen it yet from your counselor, that's another place where you can send me an email, sage at chamapeak.org, and I can share that information with you. And um, we're looking forward to sharing that information with everybody and, and getting those kids an opportunity for a scholarship. Um, also, we, we will start gearing up for our Firewood for the Elderly for Seniors program, and we'll probably follow much like last year where we'll start to sign up um, in June and have a couple of pickup days. But in the meantime, I want to stress, if you know an elderly or disabled individual who has run out of wood, please let me know. Um, we have a, a new volunteer that has been helping us, um, Dan Rio. Um, from here in the area and, and he's been kind enough to um, help put a little bit of, of emergency wood together for a few folks so if you know a senior or an elderly person who has run out of wood we're still cold outside we've got another storm coming in let me know and I will try and figure something out and then for the rest of you for the, the regular program for the firewood for seniors um, we'll start signing up for that this summer and I'll have that information out there for you folks um, by all means, we'll, we'll try and double the amount of wood that we did last year and, and make sure we get lots of folks a little bit of firewood in their um, yards for the, the following winter. Um, and we're really lucky to have some great partners working with us on that. So thanks to all of you on the, the Firewood for Seniors program. Um, and with that, Keelan, I'm going to jump into our market reports. Thank you so much for visiting with us a little bit about your rodeo events and your thoughts on kids and conservation absolutely thank you for having me absolutely kids get stuck doing mama chores all the time with me they they have to come do um, workshops when i do workshops and all kinds of stuff so i'm actually very thankful to have my kids helping me as much as as they do all right so the market news so the new mexico cattle prices which is found on cattle.com is the combined report for Cattlemen's, Clovis, Roswell, and Santa Teresa, which are the New Mexico markets that have to report to the USDA. Not all markets have to. There's a volume um, deal there where, where some just don't have to report um, to the USDA. So this report is for the week ending the 4th of March. Their total run through these four markets was 3,153 head. Compared to last week, steer and heifer calves were six to eight higher. Feeders, steers, and heifers were steady to four cents a pound higher. Slaughter cows were steady to three cents a pound higher. And bulls were steady to $2 lower. They didn't have any tests on the five-weight steers and heifers, selling lots of two and three and a few four-weight steers and heifers. Valley Livestock Market, which is the sale barn at Monta Vista, Colorado. Their cull bulls were anywhere from 99 cents to $1.14 a pound, pretty steady. They had pairs, 1,025 to 1,225 a pair. That's a little bit down. 
They had some bread cows, um, some corrientes for $500 a head, and um, some regular cows for $1,085. They had some bread heifers bringing $1,145 a head. Cull cow prices per pound, 50 cents to 95 cents a pound. They had some goats anywhere from $80 a head to $295 a head. And that's probably for your better uh, meat goat end. Lambs were up a little bit, $1.50 to $1.71 a pound. Five-weight steers anywhere from $203 to $222 a pound. That was up a little bit. Five-weight heifers, $1.40 to $1.90. They had some butcher hogs roll through, $0.97 cents a pound to $1.03 a pound. And we have the report for Cowhouse Auction, which is Kirtland, New Mexico. And that's um, a great sale to go to, especially if you've got goats and sheep. That's kind of the area goat and sheep sale. Feeder lambs for them were $1.50 to $1.70, which was up from the previous week. Kid goats, anywhere from 25 to 50. Slick weathers, a dollar, sorry, 110 a head up to 300 a head. Their five weight steers, $1.30, clear up to $2.52, so it's lower on the bottom end and much higher on the top end. Five weight heifers were $1.50 to $1.86 a pound, pretty steady. Cull cows, $0.83 cents to $1.08 a pound. That was up a little bit. Cull bulls, anywhere from $0.80 cents to $1.19 a pound, pretty steady. Pairs at Cowhouse brought anywhere from 1100 to 1350 and they had some breads for 950 a head to 1225 Winner's Livestock Auction, which is one of two sale barns in La Hanna, Colorado, had 1,511 head go through on their sale on Tuesday, February 28th. Lightweight steers were 2 to $0.10 cents a pound higher. And a full advance on three weights, anywhere from 260 a pound to 290 a pound. Four weights up to 249 a pound. Heavy steer calves sold three to five cents a pound higher, 220 to 242.50 a pound. Lightweight heifer calves sold five to eight higher in spots. That's cents per pound. Um, And heavy heifer calves sold a dollar to five cents a pound higher, a dollar ninety to two oh four. Lahana Livestock Commission, which is the other sale barn in Lahana, Colorado, on Wednesday, March eighth, sold one thousand two hundred and sixteen head for hundred and forty four consigners. Steer calves sold three weights were anywhere from two fifty one up to three oh one a pound. Four weights two twenty one to 279 a pound. The heifer three weights were 215 to 251, and the four weights were $1.91 to 223. Stalker steers, five weights, 206 to 254 a pound. Six weights, $1.91 to 211 a pound. Stalker heifer five weights, $1.84 to $1.96, and six weights, $1.75 up to $1.82. Feeder steers, seven weights, $1.79 to $1.86. Seven weight heifers, $1.73 to $1.80. On their butcher cows, the fleshies were anywhere from $0.87 cents to $0.96 cents a pound. The feeding kind were $0.78 to $0.86 cents a pound. And thin cows were $0.62 to $0.77 cents a pound. 
butcher bulls, fleshy were a dollar six up to a dollar fourteen a pound. The feeding kind were a dollar to a dollar six, and thin bulls anywhere from eighty-seven to ninety-eight cents a pound. And a reminder for those of you interested in sales, the cowhouse sale, which is at Kirtland, New Mexico, their sales are on Mondays, and you can actually catch them live on Facebook if you want to watch. Um, Winner's Livestock Sale at Lahana, Colorado, their sales are on Tuesdays. Lahana Commission Sales are on Wednesdays. And Valley Livestock Auction in Monta Vista, Colorado is on Thursdays. Um, just a reminder, as you folks are getting into calving, um, make sure you've got good mineral out um, and be prepared if the grass greens up really quickly visit with your vet and make sure you're prepared for that so you don't get into a grass tetany situation. Um, we usually try and put out some high magnesium mineral in the spring if it looks like we're gonna have an, an early and fast green up so that our cattle can handle that. Um, we sure don't wanna get in a position where we get staggers and, and lose cattle from that. Um, and good luck with your calving. Make sure you're visiting with your vets about a good calf program and, and bringing your cows back um, post-calving. They, they need some extra minerals and good feed at that point so you'll have your early breed back and, and those kind of things are important for um, those, of, those of us who are running cattle. And um, of course, it's fixing to be ditch cleaning time and there's lots lots going on with the Seiki associations and um, I'm sure most of you that are on a ditch are a member of Asequias Norteños or the New Mexico Seiki Association along with your, your local Asequias but there is some funding out there for, um, for big ditch projects. Make sure you're um, aware and involved in that. And then our friends at the Upper Chama Soil and Water Conservation District are gonna have some great programs coming up. Um, a matter of fact, they'll start in April and we'll have those guys come in and visit with you guys. But if you are a landowner and you need to do some range management or thinning projects, there are a lot of opportunities coming in. Um, and I encourage you to definitely reach out and see what you you can do to get involved and, and do some of that stewardship on your private land. Um, there's lots available. And finally, as you all know, we're fixing to kind of wind down this legislative session. Um, lots and lots of bills and memorials and joint memorials and resolutions and all kinds of crazy stuff happening. There, there was some good movement um, on some forestry health initiatives and some work there along with some Asequia support, and hopefully we'll see those bills get signed. We did not see um, an, an attack come in on the E-plus program that um, we were expecting, and certainly it's not a perfect program, but um, a, a hugely important piece of the economic um, community in, in our area, and um, really a, an important part um, if you look at the, the wildlife health, the health of the elk herds, because so much of the feed and forage and cover um, for our elk herd in New Mexico really comes from private landowners. So thanks to those of you who are making habitat happen on your farms and ranches and um, doing everything you can to take care of the wildlife in New Mexico. And um, 
With that, folks, we'll wind down the show. I want to thank you all again for taking time to join us here on KXJR FM Radio 96.1, the Farm and Ranch Show. 